0: To part two of the Orient Outlook podcast season finale, and what a great way to start part two is that we have on the line the late in Orient principal investor and vice chairman, Mr. Ken Welcome back, Ken.
1: Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening to you as well. So, uh, we've just covered uh, the, in part one, we've covered the first half of the season you are speaking about a lot of the resilience and, and the team uh, and the gelling uh, of that team. And a lot of it, in part, as Matt said, uh, was down to yourself and, and Nigel. So I'd be really keen to hear your views and your thoughts on, on the first half of the season or, or, or the season in general, really. Well, I think the first half of the season was kind of interesting
2: because I don't think that Leighton Orient Football Club is, is accustomed to
3: leading from the front. So once we got uh, to the top of the table, uh, even in the early part of the season, uh, we just sort of kept leading from the front. So that's, that's my basic impression of the, the early part of the season.
1: And overall, a lot of the impact was um, sort of from a supporter engagement perspective. I guess you were sort of front and centre of a lot of that. Would you agree?
3: Well, I, you know, we have a lot of different ways that we engage the supporters. Uh, all of them are extremely valuable. Um, you know, the board has a lot of engagement with the fans. Nigel has a lot of engagement with the fans. I think Elliot and uh, Courtney do a fantastic job on the website and via Twitter and Instagram of engaging the fans. So. Uh, I think it's a team effort uh, to keep the fans enthused and excited, and and I think the players did and Justin did a great job of doing that also. And we spoke about
0: uh, at the end of part one about the fan base starting to freak out a little bit at the end of the year following defeat to and Redbridge and following a draw away to Dover. I mean, how were you feeling during these periods? You seem like quite a cool a cool character, but behind the scenes. Well,
3: fortunately for me, it was. You know my my second season as opposed to my first, so I knew how long of a season it was and how how much of a, a you know a marathon that it really is. And so you know it was easier to be cool under pressure because I knew there was still a lot of football to
1: be played. Um, so that's that's kind of how I approached it. So what's your views then on the overall season? Obviously a success. You said the turnaround's complete, but not everybody would have necessarily heard your. A speech at the gala dinner. So be you know keen to hear your your yeah. views on the season. Well, I really
3: enjoyed the season. Um, you know, I, it it never ceases to amaze me how how well we integrate both old and new players. Now, to say that we integrated a bunch of you know older players since they'd only been with us for a year on the most for the most part. But to do that is fantastic. You know, leading from the front. I thought it was just a great season to just sort of lead from the front. Which again is not a a late orient style but what was the late orient style was how dramatic the season was and i think that can be summed up in one uh, simple game at sutton and you know that game we led from the front we looked really good in the beginning uh, then for some reason the wheels blew off of the bus uh, and it looked like it was going to be the typical historical late orient disaster and what did it turn, up, turn out being? It turned out being a, a penalty uh, by McCarley, and we got all three points. And to me, that, that really sums up the season.
0: And in terms of the, the final game of the season at Wembley, so obviously we spoke to you before the Wembley game, but how was your, your Wembley experience? Because I know you were coming over with the family, I know your wife was looking forward to it, I know you were looking forward to it. So how, how was uh-huh. that day for you?
3: Well, Wembley for me was extremely bittersweet. I don't know if you guys know, but I hate to lose. Uh, and so um, I just hated it. Um, and I'd had nightmares about Danny Rowe during the season. And so in league play, he didn't uh, he didn't cause us much pain and suffering, but uh, he definitely did it at Wembley. And kudos to him. I mean, he's really good at that. When they set the ball down, and we saw that it was going to be Danny Rose free kick. I cussed so much that I think I may have made Nigel blush. Um, so it was, uh, you know, it was bittersweet for me. But you know, thanks to all the fans at Wembley, all the new fans. I can't tell you the number of people that I talked to that said, you know, this was their first game, uh, their first match this year. Uh, and then thanks to all the fringe fans and fringe fans. Make up that 24, 25, 26,000. You know, thanks to them for showing up and coming out. It really was a great day. And then, of course, always thanks to the diehard fans or the longtime supporters. Uh, you know, those are the people that make the club on a day to day basis.
0: And we're going to come on to kind of the end of the season polls at the end of the podcast. But did you have any standout moments of the season? I know you've mentioned Sutton, but any standout games, any standout goals, or any moments where you thought this is happening? It's going to, We're going to do this?
3: Not really. I mean, it would take me quite a while to go through all the different standout moments. I, I have a number of standout moments, sort of player by player, uh, you know, sort of match by match. Um, and there's just so many that it's hard to mention it. And that's what makes a great season. When you have so many great and fantastic memories of different things that, you know, different players do, or, or different things that happen. So, uh, I, I I'd be remiss to mention a few of so many.
1: Well, I think on that one, Michelle, I think we will say thank you very much indeed. And um, Kent, you've been absolutely outstanding to us throughout the course of this season. We just want to say for your contribution and support to us as two fans just talking into a, an iPad to to record a podcast about a club that we love very much. Has been absolutely superb. So thank you very much indeed for everything, yeah. and we look forward to seeing you next season. When are you first over? Uh,
3: I, depending on when the you know what the schedule says, I'll either be at the. I really want to be at the first league two match, so I may be there the first two weekends, um, just so I can do the home and away. Let me let me say something about next season, just real quick. I know you guys cool. are going to go through the rest of this season, but. I am really looking forward to next season because there are going to be new places for me to visit. I'm going to miss Gateshead. I'm going to miss Guysley. I know you guys aren't going to miss it necessarily, but I'm going to miss places like that. Uh, I'm really going to enjoy being in the EFL. It makes me giggle every time I see an email from the EFL, the late Norian football club. It just, just makes me laugh. It's just so great. I'm looking forward to the quality of the game being improved and the level of competition is going to go up, so that means that, uh, you know, we're going to have to figure out a way to engage in more overachievement, which is what we've done. Yeah. Let me just say this. You know, proven winners make winners. Look at Martin Ling, look at Justin Edinburgh, Ross, Danny, Reese, Keaton, and Steve Foster, who I know is sitting in there. No. Just look at, you know, proven winners make winners. And we are so
1: fortunate that we have that group of people that are going to lead us into next season. Thanks for everything, guys, and up the O's. Thanks, Ken. Thanks. We'll see you soon. Safe journey. Thanks. Take care. Thanks. So that was Ken Teague all the
0: way live from US And as always, we thank Ken for making time because it was half past three, I believe, uh, Ish. when we just phoned him. To move on and on on. To January 2019. On New Year's Day, we entertained Dagenham and Rebridge, who had beaten us on Boxing Day, and a tough and gritty affair saw us coming at 1 0 victors. Thanks to McCauley Bon header in the 32nd minute. We hit the woodwork three times in that match, and again, that was a performance of champions. Difficult match, an informal team up against us. Well, support supported we away support, but we came through it to get the three points. And then four days later, we entertained Moneybag Salford City. At home again, sold out stadium, bumper crowd of almost seven thousand. Um, and you made a point of saying it was about the
1: third game to be sold out. That's <coughs> amazing, yeah. The Hartlepool game, if I'm not mistaken, the Bromley game for International Day, in this one. So there was, uh, yeah, never seen a game sold out or in. in it does quite show some one time. of the
4: pitfalls of having so many season ticket holders when the season tickets are so affordable. And I know fans don't believe it, and I can assure you they're wrong. You know, but believe me we would not be saying games were sold out if we still had tickets to sell yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. Even, even against Braintree <clears throat> on the last day of the season loads of empty seats in the north stand so that's the flip side
0: of having thousands of seasons
1: to kill holders oh, yeah if they don't turn up to the games yeah. Right. Um, so the match against
0: Salford kicked off I think it was first to second hyped up very anticipating and a disastrous start we're in two goals down with just eight minutes on the clock as Piergiani beat Ek to the ball in the box Salford went one up in the sixth minute and another super, superb cross ended up on Gaffney's head and he headed past Dean Brown in the eighth minute. And then for the third goal, as a foul was given against us instead of for us, but following the free-kick, Pierre Gianni wrapped up the game we fell
1: to a 3-0 defeat in Salford yeah and then they put all 11 men behind the ball and made it really hard for us to find pockets that we spoke about in, in part one I think it's safe to say that they really did do a job on us I think
4: that was the only game all season where we were definitely not the best team in the game yeah. you know, all the games you looked at you could point to specific moments so we mm-hmm. turned off or we were unlucky or we hit the post or whatever yeah. but they were definitely lots better than us that day weren't they and that was, you know, that was then probably a little bit of a wake up call after it if <coughs> if he's fell over Christmas
5: Christmas to, to do that Yeah, and I think uh, I think you look that day with Pierre Gianni who I think was one of the best players in the league he uh, he sort of done Marvin twice yes, in set pieces on the same, and same time very, yeah. and it was you look at Marvin the year before last he's well last year he's playing in the right uh, Conference South at the yeah. East Thurrock. so he was due a game where he was going to get run around to get run and that was good, because I said to him after the game, if you sort of, you make that mistake, you lose your man, but you don't do it again. And ever since then, his mark has been fantastic. So young players like that, they need to have those mistakes, as much as it might cost you a game, yeah. to not do it again yeah. and mark a little bit tighter. Because he's never marked someone like Piergiani before. Yeah. Because he hasn't good played player. that level. And yeah. he's been playing so above himself at this time, Marvin. And that was the one game where he had a bit of an yeah. off game, out of 40-odd, that's not bad going
6: was important about uh, that game was what happened next, because uh, Josh Corson got injured, Dan Happy came in, and uh, Dan Happy yeah. proved to be outstanding, yeah. and I thought going <clears> to go from strength to strength. I mm. think they picked up one point, and then they went, an yeah. incredible, one of two results. Yeah. It? it was surprising, wasn't it? As
4: I say, you saw, saw yeah. on that day, and you'd say, well, okay, we're now going to probably have to win 90% of our remaining games, and can maybe only afford to lose two or three because of how good they are but they didn't do it they didn't manage to sustain that consistency that we did it was really open yeah. yeah. you know, it's all very well being 12 out of 10 at your best but you've got to be 7 out of 10 at your worst you know, yeah. I think
5: that's
0: what we yeah. were able to do yeah.
1: Definitely.
0: Yeah, I think they followed that up on a 3-1 home defeat against Dover we were all mm. we sitting there thinking they'd walk it but How has
1: Dover beating them I remember that yeah you're right
0: positive on that note though was D made his debut in the second half Jordan Maguire drew yeah. Looked quite lively we knew he had a bit of a decent player on hand I But also know, results
1: Results went our way elsewhere. Wrexham lost one nil to Dover. We remained top. And as you say, yeah, Jordan showed quite positive yeah. signs.
6: And uh, Jordan came in because of the injury to Josh Cromer. We've heard from Kent Teague, I think we have to say about the club turning down, we understand, a big offer mm. from Sunderland for Josh Cromer. And that showed real ambition, didn't it? Yeah we did. We you know
4: we had we had offers from um you know from or we had interest for a number yeah. of championship clubs for, you know, for, for a number of players, um, and look, you know, you can't pretend that at some point players are going to move on from Lake Noreen because that's what happens, you know, yeah. players are ambitious and they deserve the right to play at a higher level, but there is a time when you have to do the right thing for the club, and in January, with us pushing towards League Championship, you know, and the players fully on board as well, you don't keep players when they don't want to stay, because yeah. they become a problem in the dressing room. The players bought into it, didn't they, Danny? Yeah, and that, and they didn't sulk for it. No, no, no. That's that uh, spot on and that's
5: a, a credit to <clears throat> the lads as well. Because our younger lads we have got attention, right? Not one of them has got too big for their boots or strutted around the place. You know, they've. Half that's down to the, the management from, from Justin to keep them sort of at it. Would let them wouldn't suffer that, but fair play to them. They didn't. You know, they haven't got the agents on the phone every five minutes trying to cause group, They kept their heads and they've done it right, and, and, and be helped to get promotion. For those lads, if, if they had dug their ills in and caused assault and gone, they wouldn't have enjoyed a promotion. Mm. So they stayed, they've got a promotion on the CV and that like matters hopefully, you know, looking for the young players, I'd like them to go on to big things in the future, but initially can they keep getting success with us?
4: There's nothing wrong with having bids for your players, shows mm. your team's doing exactly. well and you've got yeah. good players. It's exactly. not something to be scared of. No. You've got interest good. for your players and, and you know, if we've done it in the past where players have moved on and they've been replaced and it will happen again. And um, you know, it has to be the right deal for the football club. And I'm not talking about anybody specifically, I'm just talking in general terms yeah. because it is, again, it's hard for fans because players leave and they're generally popular players because they're good players because that's why somebody wants them. Yeah. You know, but it is the way of the world. So, yeah. um, you know, at that time for Josh to stay, um, you know, was, was a big boost and, and, you know, he went on to, to have a big impact in the second half of the season. It
1: says a lot about us now is whether or not we'll be able to keep them for League Two next season there's obviously the interest in January but I think the interesting thing throughout the summer which I don't know if we, I can't remember if we cover it but it's going to be if we're going to keep the likes of Macabon and, and, and the people that we've had interest in um, I think it'll be quite quite interesting from that point of view
0: so a break from the league so we went to Wrexham in the FA Trophy won 1-0 thanks to a penalty from Matt Harold. what was a very tight game as he owed the road to Wembley began to pick up momentum so a good win there went to Wrexham twice then beat them both yeah. times
6: It was interesting wasn't it because a lot of uh, supporters and media were talking about is this a game you'd want to win and certainly the impression afterwards was that Wrexham were quite happy with the result because they'd had some bad experiences in the trophy I think they they got to Wembley and they also got to the playoff final didn't they and and missed out Mm. on that occasion so they weren't in love with the FA trophy but Justin was. Justin wanted to win every single and game. In both years as well. You
4: know, don't forget, we, we should have really got to Wembley in the trophy final yeah. the previous year as well. You know? So yeah, um, it, it was important for us and it was important for keeping those other players ticking on. And if you look at uh, impacts it had, what a second half of the season Matt Harold had. Every single game impact yeah. last 20-30 minutes. Now how much of a catalyst was that penalty at Wrexham? Because he hadn't had many minutes leading yeah. up to that time at all. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean you'll know you'll know
5: being around him. And then it goes back to sort of even the FA Cup game when you, you play these players and it from the outside looking in it does look like you sort of go, Well, it doesn't really matter if we don't win but you don't have those players around if you don't trust to go and get a result, which is what we did. So when you see people like Matty and James playing in those games affecting it, winning and thinking they are only so-and-so games from Wembley, so-and-so games from Wembley, it gives those, they, you can't help but feel part of it if you're those players. You know, the, the coach back on the way from Wrexham in that game, even though it was a much smaller crowd and less media interest, it's the trophy. Those lads were buzzing like you were on the way back from Salford, first game of the season, last week. winning. It? it. It was just about winning and momentum and that's what we've built into the team this year. Is Whether you're playing every week, you're not playing every week. If you win, it means everything to everyone and I think it, it does help saying all that, that people like Matty Harold, Lawless, a it, they bought into it. It's very mm. easy not to buy into that sort of... If you're sturdy, not playing... Not Robbie Rose, I've heard all this yeah. before, but they bought into it and the proofs in the pudding, because you know out at, at Wembley at the end of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um Ebb's fleet away turned out to be a bit of a nightmare for us as we lost 2-0. Ebu Adams seemed to be up to his uh, seemed to up his game and he marshalled the fleet midfield to stop us. The talking point of this was George Elicobi being substituted and, re- substituted and refusing to shake Justin's hand, and this and no doubt other actions had led to him being put on the transfer list.
0: So in the final game of January, so I was at home to Lowley Maidstone, who appointed John Still as their new manager, but he always comfortably won the game 3-0. That sponsored player, Jordan Maguire, drew shot, took a lucky deflection to get the O's 1-0 up, and then goals from McCauley Bon uh, in the second half, got his 19th and 20th
6: as we won onto a comfortable victory. Important win, that. Yeah, I going to say. It's psychologically so important, and also I think it demonstrated, once again, the, the positive attitude of Justin Edinburgh, because it could have been so easy for, you know, there was a lot of pressure. It wasn't a happy camp, you know, in terms of the, t- the tweets and things that you will be seeing, yeah. Yeah. especially after the uh, what happened at Graves uh, at Edge right. like Fleet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it that. was a, such an important get, uh, win against a team that you'd expect would have a bounce yeah. with John Steele in charge.
0: Yeah, really good point.
1: Really yeah, good yeah. Point. that, that game, good game, saw, in, yeah? Yeah, the game saw the return from injury for JB McAnuff and Craig Clay, but Josh Coroma went off clutching his hamstring. And he joined Marvin Equiteta, Josh Coulson and James Dayton in the treatment room as the injuries were starting to pile up. So again, we're missing crucial first-choice starting players from these 11s and we're still able to go out there. And that, was, that feeds back into what you were saying earlier, Danny.
5: Yeah, because then you are, you're looking straight to the players who have been replacing and going, you're up for it? And, and luckily for us, well not luckily, because it was all planned, but they, you know, they, were, they, they were all up for it. There wasn't one who wasn't up for it. And uh, as a mm. as a manager as coaches that's all you can ask is that whoever replaces them just goes and does their best and they did even if the results didn't always go their, their way now and they had a few blippy results mm. no one ever did not put a shift in you know and sometimes it's hard when you haven't played for weeks and weeks and end and we you got to remember the days of the old reserve leagues and that they don't have no yeah. more so mm. you organise your <coughs> friendly behind closed doors but. You don't. They're not getting regular games. You know, it's hard to train regularly and train and be fit, and then to go and play ninety minutes of fit It's hard sometimes. It takes you two or three to get the rustiness out of your system. So yeah. those boys to go and hit the ground running was a credit to them.
1: So if you know and you're not playing in the next game, are you really going to try as hard in training? Yes. That, sort of that's, that mentality. I've seen
5: a lot of lads who, who yeah. wouldn't. But that's another thing. This year, them, you know, especially on a, on a Monday after. After game Saturday training would always be quite light, like a second day recovery they call it, and uh, so it was always the ones who train more intent to be the ones who didn't play. play. Yeah. And I've been at clubs and I, I was in that group a lot of players <laughs> 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 due to my times being on the bench. So on a Monday, you'd be the ones doing the full training, and sometimes you would just stroll around, and you wouldn't do it right. You know, you look back, and go, I didn't really train right. I was very unprofessional. But I've seen lads do it. I've worked lads here in the past that have been like that, and it's hard. It's hard because it. Just demotivates everyone, but this year and I had that once, so me and Ross would say to each other, what are they going to be like today, this lot, you have got so and so, so and so, so and so, so and so, they haven't been playing, one of them thought he might have got on Saturday, he didn't, and they come out, they're up for it straight away, and you can tell in a warm up, you can tell the lads, they got the snoots over their faces and all that, if they're up for it or not, and this year we had a group that, if they were training a group of three, group of four, with the youth team, come over sometimes to make their numbers up, they were fantastic. Fantastic. awesome.
0: So that meant January finished by taking 6 points from an available 12, but we did finish top in the National League at the end of the January by 3 points as we played 31, won 17, draw 9, lost 5, with 60 points on the board and a very healthy goal difference of plus 30. And interestingly, plus 5, better goal difference than second
1: place Hawford at that point, who had managed to weasel their way back up Yeah, yeah after their blip. February started. Uh, with a trip uh, or a game in the FA Trophy, really. We were home to Blythe Spartans, which was dubbed affectionately the Richard McFadden derby. Um, those uh, who are aware of the World War I story we mentioned back in November, uh, Richard McFadden uh, started off at Blythe Spartans and transferred uh, to us. We won that game 1-0 thanks to a late header from the new from new defensive signing, Jamie Turley. Far from convincing scoreline, but it's not how you. It's not the score. It's just winning, just to just to be Difficult. in the draw for the next round. Difficult right?
0: game. These these teams who you would look at on paper and go, "Oh, we'll turn this lot over," were very
6: hard to beat. The blithe Treven support was yeah, really, very down, good, really? really yeah. fantastic, yeah. there was a great atmosphere outside the map. I've not. Been so pleased to see a winner for a very long time because mm. I don't know about you, Nanny. I didn't want to go to buy it
5: on No, I was in Newcastle that day for work anyway, so I would have been quite happy with it. it but I was on balance. Would you, <laughs> would, you not, uh, would you not have thinking of driving your drop top convert? How many soft tops
0: you February? Ticket left in the
5: name of Selek.
1: You know? Yeah, the wind might Sorry. mess his hair up. to get that one played, <laughs> right,
3: yeah, yeah. Do you know
4: what? People might say we had a relatively easy run in the trophy because you look at who we played. But we played Telford, Brackley, and Bly They were all decent National yes, League North teams. We were probably so. more up for it than if we'd have been yeah. playing like yeah. you know more reserve teams like a Wrexham reserves or, yeah. or whatever like that. So they they were tough games though those matches. I'm sure we'll come on and talk about the Brackley and Telford ones. But yeah. you know they they were they were difficult very and.
0: You know, it was it was a relief to get through that day, no doubt about it. Yeah. So after that next up was a long journey to Hartlepool, which yeah. finished with the points <laughs> shared as a goal from Joby McEnough was cancelled out late in the first half as the match finished one or so another decent points and picking up points where you know it's good to be picking up points if you're not losing.
1: Yeah, that's the most important thing. Win at home and draw away and you're pretty much gonna put yourself yeah. in that shot window. Next up um was Maidenhead at home in a game we all expected to win. Having named a strong matchday squad, including the recently signed Jay Simpson, who had been training with us for quite some time. Uh, disappointing, though, we were off form in this particular game despite having most of the possession. We fell to a 1 0 defeat. I think they, they'd done
5: this a year before, didn't they? One, yeah, uh, last game of the season. It's just, I think, other, all due respect, it's like Matt's early about a certain other team. I think it's, you look back and they right, you don't want to have to play them again, and that's nothing against them. They're tough games, for the reason that's a compliment to them, yeah. we don't want
6: to play yeah. them home or away, but especially when they beat you a couple of times, you think, right, that's us done with you now, we don't want to play you anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the important thing was the reaction to the defeat, because yeah. it was deja vu, it was a very poor performance against Maidenhead at home at the last mm-hmm. home game the previous season, mm-hmm. and that then had an excellent run of results yeah. that uh, yep. started at Gateshead and continued, and it was the same again, it was the way in which the team responded from that and the run of results after that was was equally as good, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So if you, if you look as well about you know transfers, Turley, Maguire, Drew Simpson
4: were the only movements throughout the season. We brought in remember Levi Lamiko came yes, and played yeah, about five Palace. minutes from Crystal Palace. I've never known a season where we only brought one player in on loan all season. Mm. I doubt that will ever happen oh, yeah. again. Just it just doesn't happen. You know, so to to be able to uh, keep that continuity and only have to tweak. You know, Gorman and Lalabi in the summer, three in three in January, only five all year, and only Mooney and Ella Kobe really leaving mm. as well. You know, only two yeah. out. That's such little um, transition. Mm. In, yeah. You
1: know, within the squad. Did he play in the Villa side? Lemeca, yeah who played us the other night and the twi- under no, 20 no yeah. ah, okay. yeah. someone mentioned that their number 19 no. was Levi Lemeca, So no, I wondered no, if he'd left no, there and gone to no, 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 cool <clears throat> so break
0: from league action next and a pretty pivotal game in the season as we had Brackley Town in the quarter finals of the FA Trophy and we went 1-0 down the had his pocket picked by Liam Love who set up Brackley to take the lead and also Marvin Epstetta went up one off early with a broken nose in this one um, but Coulson uh, replaced him Obviously, being rushed back, I think Coulson mm. was named on the subs bench. Probably had to play a bit earlier than what he had planned. But Justin made two more subs as JMD and Harold came on, and they had the desired impact as Harold levelled the score from a JMD corner, and then JMD again. His corner was met by Happy, who scored as we won the game two one and a pretty pivotal result. So I think you had mentioned this. I think that was. Right.
4: I, I think there were three points of the three key points of the season. One was the equaliser at Salford. One was McCauley's penalty at Sutton and I think what happened at Brackley at half-time stroke then changing to three at the back as a result of that game was the other really, really key point of the season I don't know what Justin said at half-time it worked because we were awful in the first mm-hmm. half we went on to win the game and he then he actually said to me after um, I just think I need to shake, shake
5: yeah. him up a little bit and, and it, was um, that, it was that conscious decision from him to say I need to do something a bit different here I need to change it to three and it, as I say, half time it worked to treat and from there on it it worked like gold dust, so I think. we uh, went in at half time and thought we can go two ways here, we can, the wheels will come off and we can have a bad time. Mm. You just sense that even the the, the, the the thousand or so punters that were there were just on the turn a little bit mm. and you thought if we don't come out and show a little bit of bit of sort of something, second half, punters we too. might we might we might not, not lose them, but we might have to really work hard to get yeah. everything going well again. Yeah. And what Matty said, he, he went that free, and, it, and I thought we we breezed it
6: second half, you know, luckily, and yeah. uh, from then on, the rest is history. Joby showed his leadership after the game, didn't he? Joby Mackenuff. Yeah, he seemed to get the players together. Right, and, and yeah. push right. Yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, it was. I think another example of senior players taking responsibility.
4: Mm-hmm. You know, which you do need when you've got a team full of players who or um, well not full of players but when you've got a team featuring players who have either maybe never been at the top of the league in their careers before might have played a couple of hundred games but maybe not had any success you know so they've got a different thing to deal with or they're young players who perhaps don't get so worried about being top of the league they're just inexperienced generally you know, you've got to balance that out with Joby's Josh Coulson's Charlie Leeds, Craig Clay's yeah, who's been promoted and, got, and had medals before you know? and, that, and that's that's something we and it
1: was quite interesting at that point because throughout the course of the season and particularly when we lost or we drew games that we felt we should have won i remember a lot of tweets coming in around we've got no plan b there's no we're 442 that's us but i remember saying on the podcast in a lot of my final thoughts that consistency is the key and you stick to a winning formation and if that's 442 then that's 442 um and also an observation post that, now I can look back, was that Macaulay had scored the majority of his goals through our 4-4-2. <clears throat> the 3-5-2 didn't really seem to suit him. We didn't seem to we weren't the kind of get down the wing, smack the ball in, and Macaulay Bon there. We were kind of more of a not walk it in, but we were kind of let it get it as close as we can and then we'll have a shot rather than being yeah, that kind I mean,
4: of. has gone on record as saying he likes low crosses, isn't he? So, you
6: know, we're, we're, it was kind of different because we were crossing from deeper and stuff like yeah. that. And I think James Dayton's a very <coughs> significant number of assists that James Scott yeah. is, yeah. is very much part of that. So yeah. there's only so much you could do, the, the injuries were really uh, building up by this point.
0: I think someone we've not mentioned really is Dan Happy, mm-hmm. he was obviously coming on the back of Marmolet Petessa getting injured. I think Happy takes the player of the month award at the club in February and March and he gets his first goal for the club away to Brackley and Dan Happy yeah. start of the season I to Happy but he wasn't even on the bench
5: No and I think that's another thing about that three at the back is you get another one of your centre-back even players isn't yeah. it? You know, and that physicality and we've got real strong centre-halves and playing that three at back gets another one in there especially when you've had Sam and Miles who were injured and you've got Terles who can play right that's another centre-half and then Joe Wilson could easily play so you've always got five centre-halves at the back I know Pulis did it for years with Stoke and got a lot of criticism for it, but the way we do it, it's probably a bit more dynamic, a bit more attacking. But yeah. if you're going up against those five, that's quite that's quite a hard wall to crack. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: And Josh Coulson's return was important because he was yes. a big player in both hands <coughs> yeah. and no very disappear. very important in terms of his support to uh, young Marvin and Dan mm, definitely.
1: Yeah, the marshalling and the coaching that he would have he given them him. Over mid, mid-game. And,
6: and Dan's ability to naturally
4: play on the left side as well ensured that that was a balanced three. You yeah. know, yeah. you see threes where the left-sided centre-half yeah. is not a left-sided yeah. player no. and, and that, yeah. that becomes difficult. But, but Dan was able to balance that out because of his...
1: You know, naturally left footed. Yeah. yeah, very good. We finished the month of February in third place in the National League as we've played now 33 games so far this season. We'd won 17, drawn 10... We'd only lost six and we'd accumulated 61 points with a goal difference of plus 29. The best in the division ahead of Fylde, who were on plus 24, uh, with the O's still having three games in hand over the top of the table. Wrexham, with a chance to reclaim top spot in the National League, up for grabs. Yeah,
0: so we move on now to March. We started the month off back in league action against relegation-threatened Hammond and Waterlooville and came up 2-1 visitors after some late pressure. So Jordan Maguire drew scored an outrageous 25-yard effort, superb goal there. Yeah, my favourite goal. That was
1: my goal this season. Yeah, my mm. goal this season as well. I voted in our and team. It and it was never 25 yards, it was four <laughs> <and> five. <laughs> it was, was 7.5 seven yards. yards. <laughs> yeah. It was such an important goal as well as yeah. a high-quality yeah. goal. That,
6: yeah, that, yeah that, it really was. It was important that we came away with
1: three points from that yeah. one. Yes, yes. You've got to beat people at that end of the table mm. when you're up that end of the table. Definitely. Yeah,
0: That haven't equalised for
1: a pretty special goal.
0: Yeah. themselves so great yeah. goal yeah. and then Coulson came up with a header I'm yeah. thinking about 75th minute to,
1: to get the points back to the club but great He's goals got a little run
4: then Josh one scoring mm.
1: headers yeah Most that's games. that change in formation favoured the defenders that were coming up for yeah. set pieces because Marv scored a couple Josh they scored six a, six apiece seven apiece piece. Well, what like like we that.
5: do as well because it's three of them you can <laughs> give one of them a rest so it sounds a bit silly, but when you've got a long throw, if it's got two, they both always go. So with his three, we'd rotate it. The one would have the three would always stay back. So you'd always get a breather, that's in the half. So Coles would have that bit more dynam- dynamism. You know, that spring to go forward. If he looks like, do I have to go <laughs> where? I'd be like, oh, god, you're all right. Keep when, going. When he's having a breather, when he does go, he can have a little bit more oomph. Yeah. So I think that helped with the three because it gave him a little bit more of a rest. <laughs> As opposed to keep going up, especially when Charlie Lee or Lingy are playing with the long throw, we encourage yeah. to do it all the time. So, uh, no, he
0: was on fire at that point. Money from 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 France. Yeah,
1: yeah, it really was.
0: So good away win there, followed up with Barrow away the following Tuesday. Highly glamour fixture, uh, but it was a game we went free and in. It a nice trip there. Barrow. I, I mean, first day for
5: any fan. I think we took about hundred and fifty. I went away. went out for the warm up, and I thought it can't be more than. 20 yeah. yeah. in, there was a few unbelievable efforts. Effort, fair play, that takes an effort, yeah. Yeah. Fair play. that. Yeah, on a Tuesday day. night, it, like, let, exactly. let alone a Saturday no, night. No, it, no, it it's, Saturday, got the it's not like us where we're day off the next day, we would yeah. probably go to work next day, yeah, morning, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Back oh, at play. 3,
1: 4, 5 in the morning, some yeah. of and walking yeah. through, yeah. through the front round. doors to yeah. then get a couple of hours sleep and then off. Yeah, fair play. But a great start, Sam Link, broke the deadlock in the first half with a cross that won over the Barrow keeper
0: into the far corner of the goal, so one up at half time. second half started with Jake Simpson scoring his first goal on his return to Orient, and then JMD made it 3-0 at that point we thought we was all cruising looking forward to a comfortable three mm-hmm. points but um, yeah, Barrow came back into the game they pulled one back in the 71st minute um, for a course and own goal bit of an unlucky deflection mm-hmm. kind of gave Barrow a bit of an impetus and they pulled another one back in the seventy six minute meaning the last 14 minutes were very, very edgy but the old's held firm um, to take all three Points and a massive, massive I win. Thought good, mm.
4: I thought they were a very good Barrow. I cut, saw them a couple of times on BT, <coughs> but they played well against us. You know, I, I, you know, I think for us, a club of their resources and difficulty they must have in recruiting players because mm. of their location, you know, I think they're a decent I side. It wouldn't surprise me to see up there. Yeah.
0: Mm. yeah at this point, do. Jordan yeah. Maguire drew, I think he scored the third goal, I think he assisted Jay Simpson for the second, so having a real Great goals. impact. Great as goal, goal so well, well. I remember that
1: because I went a bit crazy on, the, uh, on, on, on writing this up as, it, as I think on that night that it had happened. And the first touch um, he passed out to McCauley Bond, and his touch to bring the ball down, control it, drive forwards, and then move it in towards Jay Simpson was just some of the best football that, I've, that, that we've seen, arguably. Um, and then Jay had still had quite a lot to work, yeah, lot quite quite work a lot of work to do hard, for his yeah. goal. Um, He he did make it look easy and it wasn't because he still had a man to beat and the keeper. (laughs) So top of the table clash was up next as we welcome Wrexham again to Brisbane Road in front of 6,600 fans and the BT cameras as it was 1st versus 2nd. Marvin ek goal was enough to separate the two sides they must hate playing us <laughs> they must absolutely hate playing us um, and send us back to the top of the National League in what was a slightly cagey affair neither side really wanted to concede any ground and neither keeper really had a save to make in the first half that win broke our bad luck in front of the cameras as well that stretched back nine games and four and a half years so we managed to break that they in. were on a fantastic we had on the box wasn't yeah they
6: had. them
4: they had a couple of managerial issues, haven't they? Yes, yeah. and where they kept losing managers when they were doing well. And, Sam and went to Sam Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury. Yeah. 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 Sam um, Ricketts, yeah. Uh, Sam Ricketts,
1: sorry. Yeah. And then Brian, Brian, and then Brian someone else came in, and then he left. For Brian after, Hughes. Brian I'm Hughes is that now? Oh, oh, someone else came But it was
4: right? a great. When Marvin scored that goal, um, Burnout, yeah. the atmosphere was fantastic. I thought that was a really sort of, you know, a really big moment in front of the cameras as well. And, you know, maybe that was a that was a time when other people started talking about us as being this lot probably going to win this now, rather than just us thinking that we've we've got yeah. a chance. We're
0: not an also round.
1: We're a front runner, yeah. a serious contender. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, a massive result and a fifth win in a row at Aldershot on a cold and windy Tuesday night so us retained tops by the National League. With results elsewhere being favourable meant we will be top of the league for at least another week. We we're having to play.
6: Got to talk about Dean Brill if you're talking about shot That save yeah. was astonishing, wasn't mm. it? Yeah, I mean, just you know, similar to the one at Chesterfield yeah. earlier in the season, he does
4: have that, that inning, Dean, his awareness of where the attackers likely to place
5: the ball. Yeah. You, you go, you sort of it was, it got back to 2 1 at that, that point? Yeah, and, and that's when you think, right, like we did at Barrow, you might need not just luck, but bit of skill whether it's a defender someone scoring and make it through or Brillo anyone yeah. out the top corner. And at this point it was Josh Coulson that
6: was scoring some very significant goals for us.
0: Yeah,
5: yeah, no, he said that how he was he was popping up all over the place. He scored two on the trot didn't he? Yeah, yeah it's two in some matches George was marking him so I think <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he, got one, he got one got one up on him that night.
1: <laughs> But but also, I think that, uh, when we spoke to Dean at the Starman Awards, he said that was his favourite, I think that he said that was his favourite save, he felt good saving it, he felt that he was confident he was going to make that, because yeah. that was just the fingertips, wasn't it, yeah. if I'm remembering it yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even bother doing
0: a save of the season poll, because what's the point, hmm. because we know that would win yeah. hands down, but yep. yeah. They brought massive... Didn't see massive Arthur Janata
4: in the London Senior Cup, did
5: you, though? No. Fairweather <laughs> fans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Most homes, one away. <laughs> um, yeah, so moving on then. We had a two-week break um, from league action then, as AFC Telford of the National League North were up next in the semi-finals of the FA Trophy. The first leg was at home, was a tight match, but Macaulay-Bongol... Uh, gave us a slim 1-0 advantage going into the second leg Yeah, again a very hard hard game it took a while to get the goal I think it was about the 55th
0: minute yeah. the bomb score but again really difficult team to they break. were up there in their league You know, we, we're, we're not t-
1: playing teams that were in relegation from the National League South or below that these teams mm-hmm. were in or around playoffs or or, or up there and the thing is you sense from how they were as a team as a, as a staff it's not criticism as such but you knew
5: that when you went there it was yeah, a long, big long day in every sense. Yeah. It's gonna be a long day. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean. So we knew that was coming unless we went and done a home We knew it was done. Yeah. And one new going. All right, this is nowhere near done. Nowhere near done. And then I think that day at Telford, uh, was probably, probably my know. best moment alongside obviously the promotion, but alongside Halifax at home with the late equaliser. There'd be two moments I think where. I was that tell for the way was unbelievable the, the the feeling that if you if you'd seen or heard what we were getting behind that dugout for the whole game in the home have heard scandalous, a lot scandalous of how it was allowed for the, the steward and policing it was it was embarrassing really for the first half and right. an hour to, to move them out of the way and it was just whacking in the back of it laughed punching through the day, hitting you over and over and Then you stand
2: up and the fourth row you got to sit down. I'm getting here, mate. I
5: said, kind of, <laughs> I'm going like, i get not to it, I'm sitting down up, I put my head forward and the amount of fans you had, and then it hits you that we are actually not long from going to Wembley. You get a man sent off and then they get a goal for a half time. It, you know, then you the half time whistle goes and their staff start sprinting in the in the tunnel trying to do mine games and thought it was a fire drill, I didn't know what was going on, I'm running down the tunnel, thought, what's going on, it, it everything was, it was a proper good cup tie, them. they made it a really good cup tie with the atmosphere and how, how they were and they weren't a bad team at all, uh, but when that whistle went I think I probably you felt it as well, the, the relief, because you think we're actually going to Wembley now, but the way we did it, it was a real, oh, I've never wanted to win a game so much. But the, you you, so you much get a point. sense sometimes on the
4: operational side, you get a sense when there might things might happen. You know, we knew there was going to be a lot of police there. We knew there was extra things around the train stations. You know, we knew that there was there, there a was big a big element, right? A, yeah, club. they they were unlucky, Telford, I think they attracted the wrong sort of fans from other bigger clubs Definitely, in the West Midlands. You who just were uh, out on a a break. the day out, you know? They were on a break, weren't they? Yeah. 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 There, you know, <laughs> the they, they wolves, you wanted, there, there was a chance fans. from the, to, yeah. to come and have some. You know what they you know course tasty day so out, Yeah, it was, and there was. Plenty of blue lights flashing around the town afterwards, and it, it yeah, you know, it was a, it was a getting get the job done and get, yeah, get it out. Sure did. Yeah, I actually, know. what I should say is, well, one of our fans I think had a heart attack at the, on the day in the away yes. terrace, but, but ended up right. right. And people helped. Yeah, them. They yeah, looked after yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, so you know, yeah. No reflection on the club. No. Um, in that respect, but just some of the people that um, you know cottoned on to the day. Um, the
1: pub got turned over, I think. Fans yeah, got hurt. Yeah, I think yeah. a couple of fans got hurt, and a pub that got smashed up, or or something. It, yeah, it got quite silly outside the ground as well.
0: So we were through to Wembley. AFC FOLD won their semi final against Stockport, meaning it would be a national league uh, contested FA Trophy final.
6: But what surprised me, and my work we had a fortnight off, but stayed top of the table. That's right, yes, yeah. because of the results, yeah. yeah, I
5: think that was after, after, way, after yeah. the game. We were celebrating the dressing room, obviously, getting the women in, and we saw the phones and the other scores, and it was like a double celebration. You, because you, could, not, top.
4: you could not predict it at that time. It no. was like, right, well, look at the next three fixtures, okay, we're going to be seven points clear here, nine points clear, okay. Next minute, it was right, well, we're not going to be playing, we're going to be six points behind. It was topsy turvy, and actually when the fixtures all settled down again after the cup games, international breaks, weather, whatever when it all settled down again it was pretty much as it was before yeah, yeah, it was, you it was know,
0: so really big yeah. really, really, really sure. Yeah. so next up we FA Trophy final opponents, AFC fold under the floodlights, at home on the following Tuesday and to a man it was an outstanding performance two goals in 25 minutes was enough to secure the victory thanks to a Marvin Patetta header and a penalty from Macca
1: as Brophy was taken down in the box Critics are filed on this one, they came to play football. And I think that's probably why we've done better against these sorts of teams that actually want to get the ball on the ground and play the game the right way. The formation was working by then, wasn't mm. it? The, the
6: the creativity and that natural number ten and the options off the bench, it yeah. was a huge statement Yeah. that result. But file made a mistake, didn't they? Because they changed their formation
5: to, to match us up yes. that day. Yeah, and they it didn't work.
6: Yes. he admitted that
5: after, doesn't he? He admitted he made a yeah. mistake
1: and putting Charlie Lee on Danny Rowe as we spoke yeah. about earlier worked because well, he, he barely had anything he
5: role Charlie when he plays against the forward that comes into his role they, they
0: clash and there's only one winner Chaz will just win those battles all day long so yeah it was a it was a good night for all I well, yeah. mentioned Corson scoring a goal but Marvin Pottessa scoring a goal against Rex and we're getting the early goal
1: on this one so again not just Josh but Marvin yeah as well, yeah, absolutely. We ended the month with a nil nil draw across London at our uh, right, uh, local neighbours Barnet. Over 1800 Orient fans made the short journey to pack out the away end. The chances were squandered by both teams. Uh, we had two penalty shouts waved away and Josh Coulson's forehead judged to have been offside when he headed in in the last second of the game, which, as it turned out, mm. sadly was the right mm. decision. But I think Barnett would probably be slightly more aggrieved because they had the better chances, yeah. the more guilt-edged chances. That's yeah, definitely a game, yeah, no, think yeah.
6: Right? Yeah,
0: think one point game. Yeah, think yeah. he did make yeah. some good saves, yeah. yeah.
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah. So to round up March, we played 8-1-7, drew 1-1. Four clean sheets and only conceding five goals as we finished the month top of the National League. As We played 39, 122, drawn 11, lost six on 77 points and the goal difference still a massive plus 35. Only topped though by one point over second place Salford but we did have two games in hand meaning it would be an April to remember. So before we hit April, we had a message come in from George Sessions as he was at the airport yesterday waiting to go to Madrid. So here's what George Sessions had to say
7: about the season just gone Hi lads it's George Sessions here Um, just want to firstly say a massive well done to you you two Um, absolutely outstanding work this season Uh, I'm getting fearful you're going to start working from our paper and take my job soon but no seriously you've um, you've been absolutely brilliant with all the guests you've had on all the fan views so a massive well done to both of you Um, but Cole what a season um I think everyone dreamed of promotion, didn't they, at the start of it, but to actually win the title and to see Leighton Orient champions is unbelievable, isn't it? Um, obviously, credit has to go to everyone. Justin Edinburgh and the players obviously deserve all the pull but it really starts from the top, doesn't it, with with the owners and all the directors and, you know, Martin Ling, Danny Macklin and all the people that work behind the scenes as well at the club, you know, people like Ada Martin, Lindsay Martin, Howard Gould, all them people are just as crucial to this, Um And I think there's too many highlights, really, to mention um, in terms of games. But I think the biggest thing for me um, that I'll take from this season is the fact that that bond between the players and the supporters and the club as a whole is 100% back. Um, And everyone knows from that 2013-14 season that when you have that, anything is possible um, so for me that's why I'm so excited for Leighton Orion's future and um, enjoy the summer and uh, put the seatbelt on because I think the ride going up is, uh, is going to be very eventful but a lot of fun a lot of fun this time anyway enjoy the summer and uh, look forward to speaking to you all soon so that
0: was George's session. so George thank you for all your support <clears throat> I to see the
1: commiserations on last night's yeah. result um, Spurs fan on. in Madrid reporting on Spurs fantastic for him Shame they didn't win. For them. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to April now. Uh, first up in April we had the rearranged game against Bromley with our first game in hand because obviously being in the FA Trophy that cup run on the one hand was great but yeah. on the other hand it meant that we had a bit of a fixture congestion, <laughs> congestion. We had plenty of possession in this game and Josh Coulson poked a shot home right on the stroke of half time. Bromley responded firstly with a penalty which saw Marvin Eck-Patetta red-carded and then a goal that we should have dealt with better. Ross Embleton was also red-carded for having a go at the Bromley bench with fans being ejected from both sides for disorder. What a terribly bad-tempered game that was. How did you see that, Dave?
6: Well, it looked okay at half-time, didn't it? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Bromley yeah. hadn't got a great record in the second half and the, it seemed to be all oh, it's to lose and they did, really. And there was a decision. I'm not sure the red card was the right decision, but I think the uh, penalty probably yeah. was, uh, and I think George Porter also
1: probably should, should have gone. Yeah, for that dirty challenge. Well, we on kind of
6: rose through, didn't we? I
4: don't know I mentioned talking about Bromley earlier on, but that you know they were obviously tetchy. It was, they were obviously going to wind us up on and off the pitch, yeah. you know, and
5: we fell for it. And that's yeah, why I think there was a few. You know, yeah. There was a few post-match interviews that we. Yeah, I mean their manager said.
4: liking tweets about us being like losing and stuff. Just amateurs. <laughs> like, don't worry yourselves with these people. Let them get on with <laughs> it. Coming in little, the tunnel
5: and, and people whacking on your dressing room door. Yeah. And it's just yeah. when you win the league, it's those things.
6: That's what you want to store it in your memory for, for moments like that. Alan Dunn was saying before the game, "This is going to be tasty." Yeah, they knew exactly they what. They knew, knew what to do. I'm saying a to them, they did it
5: well because they won the game. To be fair to Danny one of the first people who texted me said, Congratulations, he's a yeah. good lad. It's glad. professional,
0: it's not personal. They know how to beat so us. So you get heads, the, so yeah. They execute
5: yeah.
0: yeah. a game plan. there was a shot
4: of moving there that asked this.
0: Yeah, I think after this loss, I think the pressure was starting to build a little bit. Solihull were licking late goals and were taking three points when they were in drawing position. Salford was starting to win games again and starting to get their late winter. It felt like. It was all coming to a very pressurised yeah. ending, but we still had the benefit of having one game in hand, which meant the forthcoming EC game was going to be yeah. massive. But before that, we welcomed Halifax Town and ex O Nathan Clark in another half. Well, I thought we played all right in the first half, don't possession, but two defensive lapses and we found ourselves 2 0 down and only a, another Josh Corona one big goal, meant we were going in half time at 2 1. Yeah. In the second half, we battered them off the pitch, and when you're thinking it's not going to be our day, Steps the ginger mm. Messi, who I used to call him, but Ginger Pele, who I believe he's known as. I when, I,
5: when I thought we were going to do it, I think that, that day, think if we're going two 0 down at home to Halifax and scoring in the last minute, then it's mm. it's really the start. So I just I just felt that was most I've celebrated when we scored a goal. I just thought right, I'm sat the
1: was, Sense of relief and sat, and yeah, yeah, I
5: think we're right now. I felt really confident after that. It's oh. interesting because when you're sort
1: of
4: living and breathing it and micro analyzing every day you sometimes can lose sight of just some of the basic info so what I'm trying to get out of here is after the game and I think you did as well Dave I had a chat with Nathan Clark lovely guy you know we you, all. yeah exactly yeah. you know and he got a great reception back and as he should have done um, but he said well you're the best team in the division we knew we were always going to be hanging on even at 2-0 up we knew we were going to be hanging on you know? so he, he, I'm saying to him I know, you know, it's tense and it's close we, You know, we could go one way could go the other he said now you're the best team in the division you win the league mm-hmm. you know? And now he doesn't see us play week in week out he doesn't follow us on social media day in day out he doesn't want to go to training or anything like that but he plays against every other team in the division yeah. and, so he not, and he said you're the best team in the division you win yeah. the league and that's generally how things uh, can you know, work out over the course of the year isn't it yeah
1: absolutely so easily and Paul McCallum were up next they arrived on a tuesday night in a very very busy orient ground with 5000 fans in attendance and the pressure on the following 3 points from the last 9 as the os went into the final game in hand needing a win really to reclaim top spot of the national league we couldn't have started worse really as exo paul mccallum headed uh, his header was cleared off the line by brophy uh, but one minute later he he didn't miss this one he headed easily ahead and we responded five minutes later through Josh Garoma who prodded home from a long throw from Sam Ling but McCallum wasn't done there and he restored Eastley's league in the 22nd minute with a replica goal from the first one. It was just a header from the, from the, uh, from the wing and he just stood there and met it and, and beat Marv. I think Marv the first time and course the second or or, or, or the other way Can
0: around do you remember what was said in the dressing room at half time because that really did feel like it, had we lost that one it felt like I, I think
5: as I said earlier, I think everyone was quite quite calm really I just had a feeling that I think, oh, it just felt alright because you know? we were playing alright we were getting chances as long as we stopped the crosses coming in a bit better than we did yeah. marked him a little bit tighter we didn't really see him scoring you know. if we didn't then he could get four or five because that's what he does but Luckily, we, we defended a little bit better second half, and, and we got the win. But it wasn't wasn't the edginess that maybe was there a few games earlier, which was which was nice to see, and it gives you that it gave you that hope that I think the game before was Halifax, was it? And we sort of come back.
6: I think after that, you think we've we're only a goal behind you.
1: Mm.
6: If, we, if We can do that we can win yeah. tonight, and that's the mentality that we have. And Justin, at this point, really was talking about embracing the pressure and enjoying mm. the pressure. He did say that. And point, you yeah. know, this is what you want. This is this say, is exactly yeah. what you want. Bring yeah. it on. Yeah, he did.
1: Yeah, yeah, war calls there. Yeah, Bond got us level in the 56th minute following some good build-up play and the comeback was completed. In the 61st minute, thanks to Brophy, following more excellent teamwork, this win saw us go back to the top of the National League, clear of Salford in second by two points. Two really good goals as well in the second half, before Bond, I think was getting a bit of of stick from my squad from open play and he
0: done what Bond does again low cross mm-hmm. turns 2 all, and that third goal was a lovely team build yes. which meant we were back into pole position from mm-hmm. the four four games left so meaning we went to Sutton away next and after a goalless first half Sutton took the lead in the 52nd minute as a younger ran through the midfield and defence and beat Dean Brill to leave all those fans in a panic and <laughs> one all down to Sutton early second half thinking come on come on but we drew what level for a Dan Happy header which was great and then the moment of the season i think it won the moment the golden moment of the season at the starman yeah, awards yeah. and i think it won moment of the season today's non league paper as well when their keeper decided he wanted to kick up with the ball yeah. it was just completely why was and it utterly
1: <laughs> bizarre necessary <around? laughs> right? what i mean it, yeah. what possessed
4: him to do that
1: the reserve keeper has not done themselves any favors they they
5: actually made a change have
1: not they, they not started yeah. the game
4: no.
5: Can't, no. Can't it, yeah
1: strange because he he was picked it up in the air once and he thought, oh, I'll kick it now. And he did it again. Yeah. Oh, no. Unbelievable. <laughs> 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 in any other game, that would be a bizarre moment,
6: but it was probably trumped by the referee. I've never seen a yeah, player yeah. on a stretcher being given a red card yeah, before. No, as no, that's...
5: James no well, I think the thing we were quite disappointed with was that he saw dates throw the boot. He saw it all. But then the, the, lion, the Lions woman uh, said no, actually, you've got to send him off. So that was our thing. well, you saw the incident, mm. and now you're, but, it's done now. But, you know, it, it's one of them, the, the worst thing for us was to another bad injury. Yeah, yeah, lad, you know, you yeah, worked yeah. such good land works hard to get fit again, and, and, and exactly. luckily, it didn't cost us.
4: I think it was strange, that, because we went behind, and we, no, I don't think anybody in the ground saw us going behind that day at all. No, you just know, a, and then long-range
6: goal. And the, yeah, a decent goal, but it was completely, sort of, surprise when no time yeah, yeah. McCordy Bond I can't imagine the pressure <laughs> he was under <laughs> to take that spot kid. yeah I mean, it was a great penalty wasn't yeah. it yeah he's a focus,
5: very focused lad very he's very uh, as I said to you two before he's very he wants to improve he's really hungry he lives for football you know and, and obviously people don't always see that like the training ground every day he's the first one out he's the last one in he just would stand there all day practising so and he's, he's quite a quiet lad he's got a bit of banter. he's quite quiet but when it comes to that penalty and pressure moments he, he does it's a cliche he goes in the zone he goes right in that zone he, there's no I think there was only once where he said after I was a bit nervy running up was a penalty at Brackley missed he said I don't know why but I, put, I changed my mind last minute I put it in that corner and after that I will give things away for next season but he puts it in the other corner and, and you can't save it and it would have been easy for him at that moment to go safe and after mm. just try and punch it in the corner but he did the old reverse one and yeah very took a lot of to score
0: that. Mm. Yeah. Which meant then going to the last three games it was in pole position. Mm. So Good Friday and the league's highest scorers were up next as we hosted Harrogate Town. A Brisbane Road in front of the BT cameras and a packed out stadium with over 6,500 fans. So us win 2-0 after an early Josh Corson header and a late header from Matt Harold set up a potential grand finale at Solihull. Meaning if the result at Salford went our way uh, and the game at Solihull went our way we could seal promotion on Easter Monday but that Harrogate game was very comfortable I think once we got the early goal uh, I think in the third minute we, I, I could never ever see us not winning that game a very assured
1: but another nice team to play
4: like mm-hmm. you know, try and play it nice yeah. and we we'll, yes. we'll, you know, we'll have no problems whatsoever
1: yeah. yeah good club um, Solihull away on Easter Monday which I think if I remember rightly Steve you went to because yeah. uh, that could have been the game that we uh, that we could have gone up as you say um, it was a fairly tight affair both sides uh, sharing the points in front of the BT Sport cameras obviously they were starting to follow us around a little bit by now arguably Solihull had the better chance and probably should have taken all three points but they didn't and as Salford lost at home 1-0 to Fylde that could have been the day that we actually won the league it felt full time to me in that a waste, and up we had actually
6: won the league there was, we talked about the save that Dean Brill made at Aldershot. There was a save mm-hmm. that he made in the closing yeah. stages. And he crept album. over the line. Yeah, he in slow motion. Unbelievable, wasn't it? incredible. It's tricky. You see
4: Nathan Clark, like, Nathan Clark, stupid idiot. Josh Coulson, jump on him afterwards, and basically like start kissing him. You know, the way he crawled to slowly
5: And he's smit it after Coulson. When that ball's rolling, you see Colson go, it's behind you, really loud, there's balls rolling. And like, that's not teamwork, I thought did. Wow. Say, it's behind you, and really he yeah. like, really goes <laughs> like that, and gets it, and there you go, that's communicated. Wow, That
1: is <laughs> I never knew that. Yeah. That's amazing. That's how, that's
6: how close they are. And social media was showing these half and half scarves, and Bile have been spelled oh, yeah. incorrectly. And I never really get half and half uh, uh, scarves, but I wanted to buy an AFC half and half scarves, uh, scarf then because late night and AFC filed seemed to be right on the f- on, on, in a scarf because files result at Salford City. Yeah,
4: no, I don't think
6: anybody thought they were going to go there because and and
4: they? they're safe in the playoffs, so yeah, are they going to yeah. try all of that, you know? And then they went there and won, and yeah. you know, and, and yeah. yeah, it was a real turn up. I, I don't think anybody saw us and Salford not scoring a goal in that day, yeah. you know, it's, it's combined.
0: Yeah. So, moment, going into the final game, we were three points clear and five goals. A positive swing all going into Braintree away so the season finale took place it sold out Brisbane Road we all waited with bated breath as the O's only needed a point to ensure they would be going up as champions within a minute of kick-off Salford went to go ahead his chances at Brisbane Road were few and far between and at half time it was nil nor Orient but Salford had still one up at Hartlepool but Salford were down to 10 minutes a bit of a strange first half I think we could probably all would agree
4: on that one. Mm. It was two. I mean, to be fair, the last two games were two poor games. wasn't mean, mm. you know, two nil nils. Not. We've won the, the league. Very, won yeah, games, very very yeah. edgy. You know, the Braintree game was just weird. Mm. Yes. Yeah, to su- I remember Joby said something after. He said for the last like twenty five minutes halfway, we just the players just didn't know what to do. Mm. Like because it's it's done. It's won. Yeah. But, are you going to try You've got Wembley yeah. you know, are you going to definitely beat Braintree what about if you lose I mean just what yeah. must be going through your head are you thinking about the whole year yeah. you know it's so
5: just surreal well I was lucky because I, I the earpiece up to Joe in the crowd I didn't want to like I did before previous games I sort of know the scores he tells me Joe but I don't tell the gaffer because he obviously don't want to frazzle his head as the game's going on but he said just he says to me before Joe do you want to know I said I do I won't repeat it to the gaffer or anything alright okay 1-0 up then nothing. I think sort yeah. of flipping it on went equal I went at 2-1 so I was quite lucky because like you lot, you could probably know what was going on but the players but yeah. Yeah. I think when not silly you can hear them start cheering you know it's going your way and you think well, they've now got to score 6 or 7 Yeah. <laughs> so you, you almost think it's done but until it is you don't want to be that mug who's cheering and then got egg on your face yeah 100% very relieved at
1: the end well the second half kicked off and it was uh, the same really as the first half, but around the hour mark, as you say, the news started to filter around that Hartley had equalised, and I guess obviously when the the crowd are reacting, then obviously it's not rocket science to know that we were yeah, we were cheering about that. Um, yeah, so the realisation was really starting to sit settle in Settling that we were actually going to be winning the national league, and in all honesty, it really wasn't much else to talk about in that game. Bit of a forgettable game, but not a forgettable day. Um, I think as Andy Gilson quite aptly put it. Uh, Hartlepool went 3-1 up against Salford. We were level 0-0 with the players' minds obviously thinking about the upcoming Wembley final trip and not wanting to risk injury. It's a full-time whistle approach. Hundreds of O's fans were getting ready to invade the pitch. So we've obviously lucky enough to do a podcast on a weekly basis so people know how we felt at
0: full-time. But just to put it around the table, Danny, I can start with you. What was your feelings at, half-time, uh, at full-time? Sorry? Uh, I think it was more... When you, heard,
5: when you sort of heard that Artie Paul winning that's when it so even before the whistle went that's when I sort of had my buzz so to speak and then when was, you see him coming on the pitch and it was just nice to, just to see everyone happy for once mm. I mean it was just nice to see everyone on the pitch not angry not for the <laughs> yeah, yeah. just like crying with happiness <laughs> and not well, you know, like, wanting to bash someone's head in that you know, was nice that everyone was sort of Buzzing, so it's nice for me to look back and soak it all in. There's a players, staff, people up in the gallery, mum and dad there, the girlfriend, the fans. It's like, wow, everyone's happy. You don't get many moments like that in football. You really don't get many moments. And that's one thing Justin keeps saying is don't get this don't get this off and enjoy it. Really enjoy it because before you know, pre season's been here and it's forgotten, it's forgotten about. Yeah, you yeah, think, uh, run even run you go guys, go. you think a couple of weeks' time you have your holidays and you think, oh, so we've got pre season, it's forgotten about yeah. the buzz, it's done. So you have to enjoy it there and then. So I know there was a bit of a thing about the fans on the pitch and the trophy, and all that, but yeah, sorry, let them happen because it's it's good for them, We've got to enjoy it together. Yeah, yeah I, think
4: we, I think we got away with that. I mean, it, obviously, the trophy presentation was a mess, you know, but <laughs> 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 because of everything that had happened at the club. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't really matter, you know. And it was it was great to be out there, and everyone's coming up and saying such nice things, shaking your hand, and all of that. And there, you know, they are moments that you that you live for, and moments why you're associated with the club. You know, if we win League Two next year, right, you'll have to let us do it properly, guys, right? because we'll get in a lot of trouble if you don't. But we got away, well, we got <laughs> away. yeah, <laughs> we got away with this one. So, but no, it was it was just that that moment of euphoria, and there is because of the 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 way the cameras are at the stadium, you do get a good shot of. The pitch when it's full, like Peterborough yeah. in 2014, right. uh, and unfortunately like Colchester in uh, 2017, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, but again, like that like that one now, it sort of did complete, you know, when Kent says the turnaround is complete, right. it did send the football club full circle, yeah. Yeah, you know, it was a very symbolic moment, yeah. you know, more so than a medal or a trophy yeah. or, or, or a league table or whatever it was, the, the symbolism of the rebirth
6: of the football club, yeah. It was a tremendous uh, privilege to be able to describe it live on the radio, and, but afterwards, my personal feeling was, was one of gratitude really. I, I felt so grateful to the likes of Nigel and Kent and, and, to, and to Matt, to, to everybody that had worked so hard and, and to turn it round. In a moment we'll talk about Wembley, but it, it felt that you know things that started in 2014 at Wembley and how far down it had gone and, and, and Danny knows more than, and, and, and Matt than I'll ever know of just how bad the club had gone and the 22nd of June 2017 to here is incredible, mm. absolutely incredible yeah. what has been achieved yeah. and how little was left of the club mm. when it was taken over and to, for that to have happened it, 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 my, my, my personal feeling was one of gratitude there were so many people to thank I have to say,
4: people are coming up to me, shake, you know, shaking my my hand, like, and and everybody was just saying thanks. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's coming saying like, oh, "Brilliant, we're, we're wonderful." Now, don't get me wrong, you know, I played a small part in it. By no means, you know, Nigel Kent are the guys who's, who's well, everyone's shaking Kent's hand anyway. So that's a, that's, <laughs> not a, that's not a problem. But you know, that <laughs> it, 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 I think that yeah. as they describes gratitude, I, I think you know that we as a football club uh, have got a collective level of gratitude. You know, and, you know. I wasn't there at the, the real low times. Webby was, you know, and, and um, it, it, you, not many people turn it round that quickly. No. You know, there can be a there could have been a decade in the doldrums. What you said about Rickson Yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: yeah. years.
1: I mean, Luther a, a few. Yeah, Luton, six or seven. So yeah, it's it's
5: falling on a miraculous really Yeah, yeah, for yeah moment, it, so.
1: and as a club, as a as
4: a business, we need to be so grateful. We're back in the football mm. league. You know, when you look at the central distribution money, when you look at. Uh, the ability to keep an academy you yeah. look at the profile and your commercial appeal to sponsors and your ability to attract players yeah. It is. it might only be one division difference in the football yeah.
5: pyramid yeah. but That's it's a, 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 point a yeah. universe apart yeah. in, in, in the football and it's world and it's a status as well you know, I'm not humble enough to, to admit that now I'm, I'm a Football League coach again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, you know, a poor yeah. Football League, yeah. 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 your, your fans career league, CV. You've yeah. got that puffy chest out a bit, yeah. you know, right. and it's uh, it's good for everyone, and he deserves yeah. to have a little bit of that. And yeah.
4: it also actually helps you look back on non-league with a bit of fondness, yes, rather than yeah, pure yeah. resentment. Yes. You've done it. You yes. know, you say, okay, whatever. Well, do you know what? Maybe that chap was right, and the yeah. first year it was a bit yeah. of a novelty, you know, yeah. and it was yeah. good. It was all right. We did our commentary at Guiseley yeah. Dave. I loved it that. Fun. You know, it was great. If we were going to the next year, you wouldn't see me for dust.
6: <laughs> there is a warmth and there is an honesty about women league football that I There is, reading. there is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Generally, Generally. But it, it is, is a twilight zone. It is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and you do forget, actually, how d- d- different it is. When you're speaking to some friends and colleagues about how well Solihull mm. they have no, no idea, idea What's that? No, yeah. no yeah. idea what you're That's talking enough. about. And, and yeah. Where is filed? Yeah. You know, Yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah. It, well, they, you, they forget, you forget how quickly you've got in, involved <laughs> in this strange, strange
4: world. Yeah. You travel to small towns, yeah. don't you? And in some cases, <laughs> villages, yeah. yes. you know? And it, 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 is, it is different. It yeah. is so different. Yeah. And it remind. And I've said it a number of times in interviews. It reminds me, when we were in League One and we're playing Leeds, Forest, Sheffield Wednesday, all of those clubs, Southampton, Leicester, all of them. And it's like, we turn up, we think, thinking, oh, we can have some fun today. but like, you know, I think, you know let Ada might be thinking, I wonder if I can nick a bit of kit for the way <laughs> home, you know. And I'm thinking, I wonder, you know, wonder what, what they can tell us about, you know, some how much they're top strikers on, 20 grand a week or something like that, and the fans are thinking we can have a right laugh if we nick a point or something like that. That's exactly what everybody was doing to so us. us. Yeah. Exactly what, it, And it's not nice when the boot's on the other yeah. foot and, yeah. and, a, and a little village team does turn up and take points off you. It's yeah. a hard mentality, that is, to get to grips with that. I
1: said that on the podcast a couple of times. We became the Leicesters and the Forests. We did, we did. We really did. And
6: it was always going to be difficult. The three weeks between those celebrations and Wembley were mm. always yeah, happy yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought the it's second half display on was, was an impressive one yeah, yeah. but the most important thing about that game was we said goodbye to the FH Trophy mm. and goodbye to Jacko and goodbye to 3G pitches yeah. and goodbye to non-league football thank you <laughs> yeah
1: exactly and uh, rolling around and the time wasting and the Bromley tactics yeah. and the
5: some tactics I like saw me on the TV and they said oh, why do you wear those Blue
0: shirt I don't choose to We no, no, no. can't wear it all we get fired? Have we had the Jacko bonfire yet? We haven't <laughs> had that yet
1: No, no. we haven't had that yet we Give it to some out. homeless people That would be <laughs> yeah, a nice on. thing to do Do what? Give it to some <laughs> <laughs> homeless people I think with all due respect they'd probably send them back <laughs> <laughs> So the league finished then with all winning the National League in top spot Numero uno Played 46 one twenty five. Drawn 14, lost 7, 89 points and a plus 38 goal difference. We were 3 points ahead of Solihull, who were in 2nd place and eighty on 86 points, and 4 points ahead of Salford, who were in 3rd place. Yeah, so we on into May, so we had a 3-week wait, but then we had the
0: FA Trophy the Final Wembley against AFC filed After a cagey first half in front of 24,000 O's fans, which is incredible. Uh, the second half was action-packed as he always hit the post twice in the opening 15 minutes through Jordan McGuire-Drew and Marvin Epiteta before a Danny Rowe free kick put AFC fired one up. We went on to hit the post again through Joe Widowson as Matt Harold cleared the rebound uh, with his bum on the line. Yeah. We all knew really at that point I think it wasn't probably going to be And to cap that off, it got, be got offside. he was offside for that. So yeah. However, we could walk back from Wembley away knowing the season was done I can look forward to a summer knowing that when the 2019-20 starts, the O's will find themselves back in League Two, in the League Cup, in the Johnston Paint Trophy. Never thought we'd be saying that. You know, it's good to be looking forward to being in it. So after two years, later, Orient are back in the Football League. So Wembley, I guess, a grey day out wasn't meant to be. The double would have been great. It didn't happen. But at the end of the day, the main objective was to win the league, which we done
4: Yeah, I mean Wembley. Look, I, I think I mentioned it before. Up until the game, we had an event at Box Park, which was great. And by the way, I got a call from my mate who works at the FA about 9 o'clock that night, and he's, I'm, I'm thinking, we had a little club reception at the Marriott, well, maybe I thought, oh no, what have we done here? Have we like, broken something or something like that? And he said, your fans are doing the conger outside Box Park. And yeah. I've well, never seen there, that there, from, a, from, a, from a team who just lost. Yeah, around
5: the whole top of the Box Park. Uh, yeah,
4: brilliant. And I think that sort of shows that people were there at Wembley just... You know the, the trophy wasn't no one was gonna shed tears over the FA trophy with all due respect to it. But look, the point is before the game, you know, the atmosphere in Box Park and the Green Man up Wembley Way on social media, you know, it it it, it was just that was just really good, you know, in terms of the club connecting with, with the fan base again and total euphoria. It was a shame that there was a three week break. I think had the game been a week after the season would have finished, we'd have won it. You know, I ironically I think they're looking at changing the schedule in the FA trophy final going forward. I think they're looking at moving it to the springtime like the Carabao Cup and yeah. the Trade Trophy, Makes you know, sense. which is which does make sense, simple, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it was a shame and uh, it would have really been the, the cherry on top of the of the icing, but it, it you know, it, it it doesn't really matter. Just, we'll, we'll never win at Wembley anyway, I, as as I've, got, I've written it off, though. That means I'm always disappointed. Back back it was <laughs> a
6: celebration. It enabled the celebrations to continue. It was a. It was great to see Kevin Lisby playing. Yeah, as well. he did. yeah. Uh, the bars yeah. match was much better than yeah, it was. and it was goodbye to Monday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was.
5: It was weird because I, I was secretly hoping that we'd get Stockport. Because I think they would have matched us with fans. Yeah, Because yeah, it, yeah. you know, it was yeah. weird. First half, it was yeah. like you just going to thirty thousand empty seats, yeah. and you, now and yeah. then you had a roar from our lot. Yeah. Until we went the second half, I I personally felt the buzz of Wembley second yeah. half yeah. because I could see all you lot there. Yeah. But the yeah. first yeah. half it was like, oh, the, yeah. our fans are there, but no one so It was a bit weird, yeah. you know what I mean? So we got there early. We, we couldn't go on the pitch before the game because they were still on their device yeah. doing the yeah. thing. So it was a bit weird like that. It was sort of in the dressing room. we were sort of twiddling our thumbs for a bit usually the players would be out and mm. Aide would be potting around the kit and we doing the set pieces on the yeah. wall and all that. It was a little bit I wouldn't say rushed, but it was it was not normal. It's, mm. it's not sweaty, yeah, but yeah. things like that. So before you know it, the day's done. You know, I should imagine the fans probably enjoyed the day more because they could get there early, have a beer and have a beer after. You know, I mean yeah. the day is much for much more for you lot where we've got to try and win a game of football. Yeah. It's probably felt a little bit rushed today for us, but it's gutting that we didn't win but it was more of a a gutted feeling and a sickening feeling. Yeah, I saw yeah, the lads after and I wished yeah. them luck in the bar. And they said, "Yeah, good, Danny Rose." Said, I'd rather, one last week. Well, that, that was the I think the fact they yeah.
4: played there last week meant they yeah. were a lot more settled.
5: It was just another game for
4: them. Yeah. Probably, had we gone one nil up relatively early, they might have thought, "Oh, here we go okay. again." So, it could have been different. Yeah. yeah. But the fact was, as the longer it went on, nil nil,
6: the more comfortable they were on yeah. that pitch, you know. Yeah. And it was a superb free kick. It was, yeah. um, And it was the difference between the two sides mm. because I think Wifel definitely in the second brilliant. half was a better team. Yeah. And I thought Joe Widdison was going to score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a Way to end the yeah. season. Can
1: you, Can you imagine? But I think for me as well, I echo that in the sense that I didn't, I wasn't fussed if we won it or not. I was just there was nothing really hanging on us being at Wembley this time other than winning a nice trophy, which yeah. would have been great. Yeah. Would want to win it. If we weren't going to win it, then happy to lose to a mm. team like Fowl, who have actually come and played football yeah. at us, and like people have said a lot of and good they things carry, about. They Fylde. carry
5: themselves well, like on the bench, and there's people <clears> there, nice people. There you go. there was a bizarre.
4: So I don't know if you if you got track of this, but we had a, a, an this year with the number of substitutes that we could have had on the yes. day, but we petitioned for that. seven clubs, yeah, but for seven subs, subs. and Fowl initially agreed with us. And the league, t- the, the FA turned it down, um, even though they're changing it for next season anyway. We appealed and won the appeal. However, that was the day before the, the, the match. So, Fylde then turned around and said, well, we'd only want five now because we haven't got enough players left. It ridiculous, sounded ridiculous. So, I just sent a tweet out, what a shame, you know, two lads have denied. Their manager, I got a DM from their Twitter account and said, can you phone our manager to discuss it? So, half ten at night, the night before the Wembley final, I'm speaking to their manager on the phone about why they haven't got enough subs. I said, you must have. Two more players. So find up your two best youth team players and say, well done, lads, get yourself to London yeah. tomorrow and you'll be on the bench, won't you? But A lovely See. fella, by the way, very complimentary of ours. very nice guy, conducts himself very well, he's got a very good team yeah. there. But I thought it was a little yeah. bit unnecessary that we couldn't have had a And team the team bizarre bit was, was FA Vars had seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did he really? Because yeah, yeah. yeah, both them yeah. Could have said, yeah, great, we'll just have two yeah. more lads each. Yeah. So, you know, when you talk about a shame, for, for players who conducted themselves with such professionalism all year, like, like Alex Lawless James Alavi, you know guys like that who ended up missing out on possibly yeah. the day of their lives you know, um, you know it's a shame that really yeah, so. just, just a, bit, a bit of red tape
1: shows um, their lack of being a big league uh, yes, mentality it, yeah, type it's, it's, a, it's, it's a small it's league a mentality, mentality. It? Yeah, it's um, common yeah. sense I guess yeah um, season views
0: yeah, short and sweet. I think. Uh, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Remarkable season that will live forever with those who have lived through this season. It's been a long time since we won a championship, once in a generation kind of event. Uh, but I hope it isn't. I'm excited by the ownership of our club, how it's being run, and the footballing decisions being made. Big shout out to Martin Ling and Steve Foster, as we mentioned earlier, for the recruitment of players who have come good. There was a lot of criticism of people like um, Craig Clay, for example, who didn't have the best season last season, but ended up winning Player of the. Player of the season this season, so you know they they saw in these players um, stuff that perhaps we didn't get to see until this season, um, and that's encouraged us. To, uh, yeah, the quality in them that encouraged them to sign them in the first place. And yes, I did mention Steve Foster again. But I think someone who,
0: someone who probably mentioned enough is Martin Link, who we probably just swept under the radar yeah, to yeah, some yeah. extent. But what a job Martin yeah. Link has done, and so good yeah. city. Both and the them, yeah. And, and, and he deserves, you probably. know, we
4: haven't talked about the academy. Um, we haven't really needed to use many youth team players this year, but you know, a couple of them: James Sweeney, Raul Sotirio, you know, Shadrach Ogie, you know, the, uh, Brandon Shabani has been in the first team squad as well. Arthur Genata, and these are players who. As a club, we wouldn't be able to keep really for next year had we not got this promotion. You know, yes. we wouldn't be able to keep an academy, not for any necessarily financial reasons, but because you couldn't register players or playing the games program, so it would just be pointless to keep players on. Um, but Martin pulls that whole side of it together. Um, you know, everything to do with uh, Danny mentioned Joe, the the, the analyst, um, the, the sports science, and the medical. Um, side of it, you know, Michael and Moe's departed, you know, really great guy Michael, did a really good job for us and we wish him all the best for, you know, for the future, you know, I think it's fair to mention, you know, he he was good and we, you know, we wish him all the best, but um, Martin brings that whole side of it together, which takes the pressure off Justin needing to do that, you know, when the relationship is just the, the manager to the chief exec, then the manager has to take the whole training ground element on his shoulders, when is the director of football to do that? The manager can focus on the team. So, in effect, you know, you will not be able to say, Danny, how much um, more time you, Ross, and Justin can dedicate to the training ground because you know that you're not having to organise all that other stuff. Because some of the stuff that Justin would otherwise have to organise, he'd probably say to you and you and Ross, you two do this. So then you can't do what, what you're there to do. Yeah,
5: I think, I think, obviously, the character he is, he's the boss, uh, and he's sort of my boss. Initially, uh, but obviously we, with Martin there, they've got a relationship where they might go and discuss things in private about and, and then obviously Martin deal with certain things and, and allows Justin to carry on like you said, the mm. daily stuff. So it's all working quite well, the dynamics are working well, I'm certainly enjoying it
0: and uh Joe Tane if it's not broke, don't fix it.
7: Mm.
0: Nicely done. Nicely well, done. My view's just short and sweet. Fantastic season. So many highlights, it's hard to pick out a few, you, you know. We'll come on to our highlights and awards of the season in a bit where they'll probably get picked up. But a fantastic season. Great weekend. Beating Braintree at home, followed by the Starman Awards. Felt like an apt weight. Yeah. And now that Cracking weekend. weekend.
6: Nigel Travis always talks about to already in the family. And it is a club that definitely goes from one generation mm. to the next. Poor and Henry. <laughs> 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 this is a season that will be passed
1: on from one generation it to will, the next. Yeah. This yeah. is a season that will never be for like any 10 well my son was born in July, so he's only ever had he's only ever known promotion, so you know, so you can't let us down yeah. next season, Dan, so no pressure.
5: My highlight of the season is seeing Dave Victor pull up in the love
1: machine. We've <laughs> <laughs> we never seen this car be so. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: that was just in the traffic lights out, so <laughs> <laughs> there's <to> <laughs> <on your road. laughs> so
0: always we took to Twitter uh, to ask you our views we asked you to sum up the season in a sentence we'll just mention a few um, that we got With so DVD NTTG said pain pleasure perseverance and promotion Charlie underscore Paul said back where we belong yeah Lennon forces it went quite well didn't it and
1: Boatsy said we only went and done it Leighton underscore Ian says the feeling of being the best was worth the 47 year wait yeah and a Particularly prominent one here from Daniel underscore D44, who said, never in doubt, not even when we had a sticky patch. At Parksy 1881 says it is only the beginning. Paul underscore LT2P said, I can't remember a season since I started supporting the O's where I lived every minute of every game. But hey ho, we are champions. Yeah, but it's speno at the 011 says one season I will never forget. Yeah, Marcus Maynard said everything we could have hoped for.
0: Yeah, Steve R. E. seven nine four two three nine nine three. So a season of ups, (laughs) very few downs, culminating in one large up at the end. Oxuch said fantastic season, but I fear it may never be quite this good again. Yeah, Paul Howard says to give us Phoenix from the flames flying higher once again.
1: And uh, Beverly Spindle said, we came, we saw, we conquered, up the O's. Mandy Angel says, our pride and lovely O's will never cease, the only way is up. And the final word goes to Wheeler Dennis, who said, a fantastic season, not only for winning the league, but with massive thanks to Nigel, Ken and Ken, we have our pride back in our wonderful club. I think that's quite a prominent, we do have our pride back in the Definitely. club, it got taken yeah. away from us. And uh, and I think to a point earlier about the crowds, I think the fact that people Realized that like, even your floating supporters or your casual second club f- thought that actually we nearly lost this, and actually i 'm going to go and be a part of this
6: two pitch invasions, Colchester united yep. that was an important one yeah that was a late one as well that, you know, <coughs> the, there was a lot of humor on that pitch there were again generations there were babies they were uh, the old couple uh, yes, and you know it was um uh, a strange afternoon. The way in which the game then finished. The late night's last mm-hmm. game in the football league at that point. Yeah. And the invasion again. It was a late night invasion. It was. It was great to see the players carried on. the, the shoulders. In many ways, it meant that um, the celebration just continued on and on it did and on. actually? <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, it did. It did bring everybody together and, and show that bond between the players and and yeah. the staff. You know, the it club and the players. So yeah. Absolutely
0: fantastic so end of season awards then so we've done our end of season awards on Twitter so match of the season we nominated Harrogate nil, Leighton Orient 3 Leighton Orient 3 Bromley 1 Leighton Orient 3 Eastley 2 and Sutton 1 Leighton Orient 2 so Dave you've highlighted that yours wasn't even nominated Wrexham nil, Leighton Orient 2 Danny your match of the season Ooh, I think Telford away Telford away
8: mm-hmm.
0: Sutton
5: for me Sutton yeah obvious but
1: I'm afraid it was yeah. yeah yours Mister oh. Levy. I don't know to be honest with you. Um, I can't remember what I put through. I think probably the Bromley game yeah. for me on November. I would agree for just, me, for, just for everything about that day and the game.
0: Yeah, that was the one that took it for me. And that was the one that 34% of the vote. A great, great day. Lots of uh, votes for Sutton, obviously due to the dramatics of the last minute penalty. Uh, and Eastleigh also. And Metzen.
1: Um, yeah, so great contested poll yeah, there. the next goal of the season. Yeah, nominees were Macaulay Bond against Havent, uh, Joby at Bromley, Josh at Bromley and Jordan Maguire drew uh, for his superb, sublime uh, effort at Havent. And after 333 votes, the winner was Josh Caroma's goal at Bromley. He took 56% of that vote. Great goal there. Great goal. Any, any goals
0: not been mentioned that you've been Brophy at Wrexham. Yeah,
6: and Bond at yeah. uh, Havent. Yeah, took it well, Cold oh.
0: Pass to keep it Dates, there. Yes, Dates, very good Chesterfield, field, yeah. I'm looking to miss out that one. Some great goals scored this yeah. season. Could have could have yeah. done a poll. So how 10. do you
1: how do you pick like you could have had like yeah. top twenty yeah. and still not actually got a general consensus yeah. 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 of one yeah. Yeah. clear goal because yeah. there's so many good ones. Yeah, when have we ever had a season where we can speak like like about this? Yeah, so never. You young never before ever
0: the season, a very hotly contested poll this one. Marvin yes. yes. Egg Dan Happy Josh Caroma and Jordan Maguire Drew were nominated and after 359 votes the winner uh, with 46% of the vote was Marvin Patetta, Dan Happy finishing second and 30% Josh Caroma third twenty one percent. but I think we can all agree that
1: they're all worthy really yeah, all, all worthy, worthy. yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. hard to pick them apart uh, player of the season nominees were Dean Brewer Craig Clay Josh Coulson and Joby McAnuff and we had 440 votes in this and 47% of those votes went to Craig Clay
0: who would have thought this time last year sitting doing the finale podcast that we be sitting here a year later saying Craig Clay is the player of the year because Not of the first season that he had with us, us.
4: I, I always like Craig and I'll hold my hands up and say that my league table predictions were the worst but I said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did say last year I fancy Craig yeah. Clay to be our, yeah. and one of he's our most player. influential right. players I th- he's a water carrier isn't he and, and you know you don't always get the recognition you deserve when you don't do the sexy stuff but Craig played very,
0: very well he's yeah. done it very well so congratulations to Craig Claybot although I'm Forward slightly
4: clothes. surprised Darren Reisman didn't get on the shortlist there for that tattoo because that yeah. was, well, it, was done,
1: uh, it was done after well, done before he did regardless, tattoo. He he we'll do it. regardless he should have player of the year for that <laughs> that is some tattoo he's got fantastic piece of artwork isn't it and do you know what one of the things that I always thought never get someone's face tattoo because it sure. can always come out Looking Dan really, really well, bad. I'll show you the picture he's got. He's got Max, Nigel, Nigel. Ken, and well, Justin. With, with the Orient, with Leighton Orient on the on the east end, that little section there in the background, with the O's in the south, no, no, the no, east end as well. Oh, wow. He's got this whole piece on his forearm, I think it is. It doesn't super look like a does it? No, it should be <laughs> on the canvas, shouldn't it? <laughs> yes. It Probably his wife's
4: thinking that as well. But. <laughs> So the podcast
0: like, looks great, right, there, is almost over. We have two messages left to play. First up, this was sent in from Spain by Leighton Orient, system manager and friend of the podcast. This is what Ross Embleton had to say on the season. Hello, everyone.
1: Hello, everyone. Oh, sorry, my bad. Let me start that again.
0: So we'll start it again. Here he is from Spain, Hello,
1: Ross Embleton. No, I'm going to start that one again. This He's is doing the... it in sign language. <laughs> 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 it is a long way. Russ has sent us a postcard for the spade. <post-carter's laughs> we'll, we'll just wait for you to say Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> it's because I, it it <laughs> <the hill, please. laughs> <laughs> I keep putting my hand over the top and the sensor cuts it out. Third well time
8: lucky, then. Well evening, but obviously, um, with it being the time of year that it is, I'm away on holiday. Um, so I spoke to the lads and they asked me to put something together just to try and sum up the season a little bit, really. it um, been very difficult to do so. How do you go about trying to talk about a season like we've just had and put it into words and do it any sort of justice? Um, it's certainly going to be a memorable, uh, memorable year and season for, uh, for everybody involved. So um, well done to everybody at the club in terms of the players, the staff, the board, um, and then obviously for the for the supporters as well I think it's something that we can savour for, for the rest of our lives What we've all been through over the last year uh, I've decided to look at some of the pivotal moments or periods That I feel were really major occasions for us this season I'm sure there'll be some that cross over with many of yours um, hopefully there's one or two that, that jump out that are a little bit different as well. Uh, when I look back at Salford, uh, albeit the first game of the season, the point and the manner in which that we got that, I thought, was certainly deserved in terms of the amount of chances that we created on the day without playing to our maximum. Uh, we created a lot of opportunities, some really golden opportunities, and it looked as if we weren't going to quite get get back in it at one stage. Uh, but to do so in a way that we did was huge. And the way that the goal came about sort of set the tone for me in terms of the madness and the scenes and those moments that came about across the season. But it was summed up on the first game of the season um, really, really well in terms of being able to look around and see someone carrying a wheelie bin during the celebrations. But like I say, I think that summed up a lot of that, the season and the way that some of them are uh, huge uh, last gasp efforts have come about so that was a massive one for me from a personal perspective in terms of the way that I look at the, the team and the way that we set out to try to, to win at times I enjoyed the Barnet performance uh, when I watch us I look out for those types of performances, uh, like I say, what we set out to at the beginning of a week or when we're preparing for a particular game, and I thought that one really came out for me. Although it won't be one of the exciting ones that jumps out at anybody at the same time, I thought it was a very accomplished performance. I think we look back sometimes at the way you battle and defend and go over the line in certain games um and then those emphatic victories but this one we thought was very uh, very assured performance and one that i really enjoyed um big jump really onto the brackley one uh, i thought that was huge uh, there was a little bit of a wobble going on a little bit of a uncertain period for us where i'm sure we were being questioned with some of the results etc uh, but to claw ourselves back in a manner that we did summarize the the fight the togetherness the desire that the lads have, and what what's come about in that group. You know, we, we repeat and go on and on about the the spirit and the atmosphere that the that the players first and foremost have together. And I thought that really reflect, reflected all of those real key words that have come out across the season about what that group of players is all about. I think what that 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 win and that performance also gave us was the change of formation that come about after that us us, us uh, going to a three five two. Um, and the way that we shifted from from what, what sort of become our, our our set formation really of being being a four four two team at the start of the season, so I thought that brought us around in a real positive manner, um, and it went some way to answering a number of questions that were out there. Uh, that we were required to answer at that stage of the season, which, which any team has to go through, I'm sure, to, to be successful. Barrow away um, meant a bit of a wobble at the time again, and, and there were some vulnerable moments in those games. A um, few teams in the games before had clawed goals back against us, but uh, despite looking very, very comfortable at one stage and, and scoring some really good goals on a counter-attack, we had to hang on at the death, which you have to again do to be successful at times. And, and after a very, very long trip and, and a difficult period away from home it was, um, it was a very very good good result for us on that night um, my favourite night evening uh, game of the season was Eastleigh uh, the second half performance against a very good team at the level that were on a very good run and, and looking at the playoffs um, was a, was an excellent uh, turnaround in the second half the well worked but amazing third goal was my favourite of the season narrowly beating uh, Macca's, Macca's last one against have um, as you can tell, I'm probably you can probably work out that I'm a fan of the well-worked team goals. Um, when we played arrogant at home, I uh, thought we, um, there was, again, some big moments in that where we managed to hang on and, 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 and do our job properly. But for them, for me that day, they, they, we talked a lot about the atmosphere this season at the at home um but the fans at the close of this game is probably the most special and loudest moment i can remember in all my years and when i think back to that moment of listening in in injury time of we're late and orient we're top of the league it, it did and still does send send shivers and goosebumps down through me uh something i'll always always look back on it was a fantastic atmosphere this that day uh, Soleo away was a horrendous game of football I think everyone will agree on that front But our fans pre kickoff While we were warming up in that corner in front of everybody Were incredible It was amazing it, Very very difficult to, to sum up But the, the variation of songs One for pretty much every player on the pitch Warming up that day Was amazing The loudest of the season in terms of being away from home There were some real scenes when we played Maidstone away at the start of the season But that Soleo one really turned up a notch uh, The only negative on that day really for us on the, out on the pitch was that we couldn't quite join in those celebrations and make the most of it uh, as we weren't quite over the line. Um, lastly of all, uh, what really summed it up for me was was on the aeroplane flying out to Spain with my family over the last few days. I got off the plane and there was a bunch of Tottenham fans obviously preparing their trip to go to to Madrid alongside some Liverpool fans who were all singing and making up their own you know, songs in terms of being able to go to champions league final there was a few arsenal ones scattered amongst it trying to uh, dampen the spirits of the tottenham fans but on the bus from the plane to the terminal my little boy said to me dad they're all singing songs but can, am i allowed to sing championis or ole or or and i thought that was the first time i really realized that he has no understanding of the difference between where we are at as a club um and what those huge clubs are achieving. And to, uh, to look at that for him and make such a big thing out of knowing that he can go toe-to-toe with those big clubs because his team had, had won the league was, uh, was a real special moment. Um, every sip of sangria out here and tastes so much sweeter. Now we're champions. Uh, enjoy the evening, enjoy your summer, and I look forward to next year. Up the O's.
1: That's amazing great way to end it yeah really great thank you Ross we really appreciate that and we hope uh, hope you're enjoying your time so one
0: more message to come before this epic podcast reaches its conclusion so what great a way to end this episode by playing uh, a message from late Orient chairman Nigel Travis so this was recorded earlier today and here's what Nigel had to say on the season
2: Good morning, everyone. It's uh, Nigel calling from Boston. Uh, one day the weather will improve here, but expecting a great summer. And uh, look, reflecting back now on a season that is nearly closed, we've just got England's performance in Portugal ahead of us, and then the, we can officially say the season is over. Uh, I must say, here in Boston, where I coach two kids' teams, the two teams of my uh 12-year-old and 14-year-old. We've got a couple more weeks to go. And then what is amazing is preseason training starts on the 27th of June. So it's nearly a year-long season these days. So just reflecting back, uh, Liverpool yesterday, and I think everyone knows that's my second favourite team. We're very close to them at Leighton Orient. Um, great win. They pulled off the Champions League and... When you reflect on the year, even though we're obviously in very different divisions, we had a very similar year. They came second in one tournament, so did we, and came first in the other. So the season has been a mega success for both clubs, and for us at Lake Orient, it's been fantastic. We achieved our goal ahead of schedule of getting out the National League. Um, we're in League Two now. I think we can compete extremely well. So what were the highlights of the season? Well, obviously, promotion, that goes without saying, and all the exciting games that our fans followed. Secondly, I would put the fans, who have been awesome, uh, everywhere. And it was interesting that the non-league newspaper actually reflected on what a loss our fans will be to the National League and also said something I really appreciated, that we treated the National League, League with respect, which is absolutely true. Next uh, highlight of many was season ticket sales. I think season ticket sales uh, this year finished up just over one, 4-1. We're aiming for 4,500 this year. And there's all kinds of different tickets you can buy. I actually did a message the other day for the uh, children's season ticket, which I think is great value. Um, we had the development of several young players... Uh, who played a very important role in getting the club promoted. Now, I think that poses a question, what's going to happen in the summer to our young players? And I'm sure we're going to get offers for some of those young players. So I'm sure the fans will spend the summer talking about what we should do with this player and that player. Our goal is to improve the squad, whatever happens. You know, if we want to get out of League Two back to League One. That was always the goal when we bought the club. Uh, getting out of the National League was obviously a short-term priority, really reflected the short-term turnaround, but we need to do more, and we've got to be very focused on promotion in this coming season. Um, so, a couple more messages for you. I've talked about season tickets, so please uh, renew your season tickets as soon as possible. Um, for people who are excited about the pre-season tour, and I know a lot of fans went last year, Um that's coming up this year in Spain and uh, we've got some preseason friendlies all lined up and I'm looking forward to go over for a couple of days at the end of June and then back in early August it, everything starts again and I think it's going to be another terrific year for Lake Orient on behalf of everyone at Leighton Orient, everyone at Leighton Orient I'd like to thank the podcast boys for everything they do and most of all the fans you are awesome and we really appreciate all your support. Thank you, and see you soon.
1: And thank you, Nigel, as well, for your message and, and your messages that you send us throughout the season. Uh, we really appreciate it, and thanks for your support uh, as sponsor. He was our first sponsor. Uh, of the the podcast so thank you uh, for that so we are now an hour and 36 so let's wrap this part two up then so Prediction League update once again thanks to everybody who got involved with our Prediction League and the joint winners and record breaking Leon Oresti and Pils the Domen won it with 39 points your mugs will be delivered to you very shortly yeah so Fantasy Football League thanks to the
0: 195 players who entered our Fantasy Football League Well done to Tolo Sangawawa who won the league I finished 11th out of 195 which isn't bad Paul finished yeah, lower down. We had a bare sixty something, I think. Support Manio
1: terrible, awful.
0: So he has to do a podcast in his pants next season. Oh, oh, that that sounds event.
4: awful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think we'd get banned. Self banned.
0: Yeah. I don't know about that.
1: <laughs> Dream Team, then well done to I rockenback who won the Orient Outlet Podcast Dream Team League ahead of Julian Lillington who was in second place. Steve did well and finished in 15th, and I managed to scrape in and finish 19th out of 112 players. So, thanks to everybody there who took part. Positives and negatives now? Yeah, so positives and negatives. Uh, three positives.
0: First of all, we won the National League. That's all you can ask for. Secondly, we went to Wembley.
1: And thirdly, the turnaround is complete. And the only negative that we had, yeah, was that we lost at Wembley. Which wasn't really. Oh, the injuries, you'd probably argue as well, are probably a bit of a negative for those players that had to suffer those. Those, in, those injuries but you know by and large the negatives were at a minimum this year we struggled to find negatives which is really where we want it to be
0: Yeah, so here of the season lots of candidates uh, for this one probably unfair to single out an individual in what collectively has been a fantastic season but we have got one The on Outlook podcast here of the season is Justin Edinburgh
1: that's yeah. to go to that's positivity, positive. I think, throughout the season helped bring a lot of the fans through and it is a massive weight to, to be the manager of a football club because you've got all the fan expectations, you've got the board expectations, sponsor expectation, player expectations, there's a lot of that on it, as you said earlier, um, and I think that uh, I think that's that's justified, although it could have gone to you, it could have gone to Ross, it could have gone to Danny, it could have gone to you guys on the board, it could have gone to literally everybody involved with the club, Lindsay and Ada, the, the you know, unsung heroes like that and the trust guys and...
0: yeah. So that's it, we are done for another season. So thanks for joining us for the two parts of episode one hundred and eighty-four. And what a season it was for our mighty club as the season started with a bang as the O's dashed out of the blocks to go and beat them for the first thirteen games put themselves into a strong position. Uh, and once we got the O's in first place in mid-November, there was no looking back despite some scares at points, as promotion and the National League Championship was secured on the final day of the season home to Braintree as we won our first league
1: title in 49 years. And it was almost a double as we also reached Wembley in the FA Trophy final, but it wasn't meant to be as we lost 1-0 to Fylde. So next season, we're back in the EFL, back in League 2, as our wonderful journey under Nigel Kent, Justin and everybody continues. And there's no reason why we can't aim high again and set our sights on promotion, as there is no more National League for us. So goodbye, Bromley. Hello, Bradford. Yeah, we'll be back with episode... <laughs> that glamour place up there that we're going to go to. <laughs> we'll be back with
0: episode 185 in mid to late July of all the pre-season information and views that you could ever need. If you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe. Give the podcast a review. If you're listening on SoundCloud, in Stitcher, add us to your favourites, and that way you'll have all the podcasts
1: available as soon as they are uploaded. Yeah, we're also on Spotify, so listening to the podcast got even easier. And if you've got an older relative, a loved one, or someone who has a casual interest in Orion, help them out. Grab uh, their mobile device or tablet, whatever you've got, uh, and help them tune in to us. We'd really appreciate that. Yeah, so thanks to Matt,
0: Dave, Danny. I can't even work out who I'm talking to here. Thanks, Danny. Thanks to Dave. Thanks to Matt for joining us tonight, it's half 11, it's very late uh, and we have overtaken our record for longest podcast collectively at 2 hours 53 I believe. been on both
4: for a (laughs) long (laughs) time, even even don't invite me or tell me to talk
3: less.
0: (laughs) Thanks to all our guests and co-hosts throughout the seasons. thanks to Adam Conway, Dirk Dirk Turk, Elliot Howard who came down to help us, Steve Foster, everyone who've come and helped us. Got to get him in there again. So well to everyone who's joined us over the season. Thanks to Danny for that amazing night back in yeah. February. No uh, the man, sorry, the
1: answer that you gave we feel was possibly the best answer that we've ever had to a question on five years of the podcast. By the way, you very much. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Heart. Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
0: Thanks to the club for allowing us to uh, the post-match interviews uh, yes. with Justin and myself, Dave. Uh, thanks to you know, the most important thanks is to thanks for the people who listen because without the listening figures that we get it wouldn't be worth all the hard work that goes into producing the podcast. So now we are off for a well-on-break for the summer our social media accounts. will be bringing you the latest O's news and views. So we look forward to hearing from you and as always keep calm chill out, have a great summer and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast Up the O's
8: I've paid my dues Time after time present tense